This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. If you've ever heard of Shark Tank, 90 Rules for Entrepreneurs, or The Bean Counter, then you would have definitely heard of Marnus Broderick. He's an entrepreneur, a best-selling author, and a massive advocate for small business in South Africa. And he's joined me in studio today. Welcome to the Good Things Guy podcast. Yay, thanks, Brent. Yeah, no no pressure. It is a little bit nerve-wracking. I've got cameras on me, and um, you're sitting across from me. You used to be on TV. you a best-selling author. You've got all these things. Who are you? Let's, let's break it down for the, the listeners. Thanks, Brent. I don't know why you're nervous. I think you're nervous because I told you what a great guy you are, and now you're trying to live up to that <laughs> um yeah so i'm madness um i've had an amazing journey as an entrepreneur i got into it by accident and over the last couple of years i've had an amazing journey got involved with shark tank shark tank was the show if you haven't watched it it's where four very intimidating business men and women sit in chairs and then people had to come and pitch their ideas to you guys so that you guys could be investors into that right yeah, 100%. So people know Dragon's Den in South Africa, but Shark Tank is actually the U.S. version and worldwide is much more successful than Dragon's Den. So not a lot of people in South Africa know about Shark Tank. But yes, exactly the same concept. So I was fortunate to be part of that on Mnet, and then that opened me to a whole lot of uh, new things in entrepreneurship, and then I wrote a book. And today I'm part of a company called SME.Africa, where we look after small businesses. And that, I mean, that's why I brought you into studio today because of SME.Africa. I've been privileged enough to come to one of your Saturday gatherings. I'm going to call it a gathering because, you know, sometimes these, you can get invited to conferences or, or to talks and it feels like you're in a conference or a talk. But this felt like a real gathering. It was loads of people, like-minded South Africans, mm-hmm. that had come together to listen to your thoughts on business in South Africa, small business. At that specific talk, you had Shannon with the Ubuntu Baba yes, yes, Woolworths yes. debacle yes. That, that came through and she got to chat to the audience. And, and I think you did a live podcast mm. on, on stage, did, which yeah. was incredible. And then Pepe from Joe Public spoke, which mind-blowing. Like yes. He is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And, and He's so, so soft-spoken, but an amazing entrepreneur and speaker. Yeah, Thought starter. Yes. That's exactly what I, when I after listening to him, um, I took my little brother to that talk because okay. he's a passionate passionate entrepreneur and he and i just both walked away every speaker every sort of segment that you had was a thought starter but that that's where i first got to know about sme.africa what how did sme.africa come about yeah so thanks for coming to our event (laughs) we're very proud of it and i think everyone is having an amazing experience there and it's getting very popular so we're very grateful for that but how it started was after being on shark tank i got hundreds and thousands of messages every week from small business owners asking for various things. Um, And then after I wrote my book 
and my book did really well, which I'm grateful for, then got so many more messages. And I realized that there's just no support for small businesses in South Africa. And there's no organization where people can go to and get the, the, the support that they need. And now they're reaching out to some guy that they saw on TV to solve their problems in their business. And we sat together and we came up with the idea to create a community and a network and a platform that can really help small businesses. So that's how it started. It came from Shark Tank, 90 Rules. Let's create a platform that can really help. It's the universe. The universe was telling you you need to do this. So in South Africa, small business really can change South Africa. It can change the country. If we are able as South Africans to create our own businesses, to be entrepreneurs, to employ other South Africans, it'll change the face of jobs in South Africa. And one of the reasons I wanted you in studio today is you put out a video last week with regards to the elections coming up. The elections are on the 8th of May. Yes. Um, we all know that. It's in our faces. We have um, call center. I had call center phone me yesterday to ask me if I was going to vote for a particular political party. Who? Well, it was the ANC. And are you going to vote? I, of course I'm going to vote. But and your I, vote is secret. No, it's not secret. It's and not. I, and, I'll, and I'll, <laughs> I'll shout it from the rooftops. So um, she, the, the, a lovely, lovely call center agent phoned me and said, Hi, uh, Mr. Linda Q, we just want to find out if uh, we're phoning from the ANC's call center and we just want to find out if you, if you have registered to vote. And I said, yes, I have. And then they said, and can we count on you to give us your vote? And I said, no, you cannot. And she laughed. And then I laughed. And I was like, look, I've already got the political party that I want to vote for, that I believe in, and that will will change the face of, of the country. I mean, unfortunately, it's not you. And she said, we totally understand, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for your service. And I was like, that's pretty rad. Like, oh, wow. I totally understand. But the reason why your video was so important and has been shared by so many people is because you point out something that is so in our faces, real, and a problem. So yeah. uh, all these posters, and, and if you're listening to this in your car right now, or if you're going to be in your car later, you're going to see all these posters going, Jobs. Mm. Jobs for everyone. Jobs now. Jobs now. One of the posters, I think, says jobs in every home. One job in every home. It's all about jobs, 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 I got the funniest reply to that. Uh, One of the people on my Facebook commented and said, I don't understand the DA's campaign about one job in every house. Does that mean my wife is going to lose her job now? (laughs) (laughs) But that's the point, right? Is everybody, it's like they're Oprah under your chair. Jobs for you, jobs Jobs. for you, jobs for you. But your question was, where are these jobs going to come from? Yeah, so I, I don't know what the unemployment rate is sitting on, but youth is something like 40%. Which is, which I don't think is true. Sorry, Marcus. Yes. I, I I feel that that it's is higher. a it's a published stat by yeah, the government, 100%. and you'd never want to put the real stats out there because it would it would be harrowing. You would run for the hills. But I think forty percent is already harrowing. So no, so unemployment is super high, and then when we're driving past all these boards, it looked like on the 9th of May someone is going to come out, and we're just all going to have jobs. Um, so yeah, that was what the video was about, questioning that and saying, but where are these jobs actually going to come from? So there's no doubt that a government will make a difference and can create jobs by stimulating economy and everything. But the guys who's really creating the jobs are the small businesses, whether the government is supporting or not. And at the moment, they may be not supporting and we're still creating jobs. And those are the guys who we should actually support is the small businesses. 
South Africa is an incredible environment. I know that you have created the space where people can get the support they need. But from an entrepreneurial point of view, South Africa is an incredible environment to create a business. Mm. In a lot of countries, you'll get a lot of red tape. So mm. if you're in a first world country like Australia mm. or England and you want to start a business, I don't know, manufacturing cell phone covers. And I just said that because I looked at my cell phone. But if you if you wanted to start a business to do that, you would need to go get, I don't know, a license to be able to produce a cell phone cover. And there, there's a lot of red tape that hangs around that. Yeah. I created a business at 22 years old. I, I decided I loved the eventing industry and working in, in that sort of environment. But I, I wanted to work for myself. And I wanted every rand that came in to matter. It's, mm. it's a very different mm. story mm. at the end of the month when you send out an invoice and you know that you've created that yeah. money and that money's coming to you and you know where it's going. So I did that at 22 years old. And the business became incredibly successful and incredibly large. And I am no longer part of the company. I'm on the Exco, so I'm a shareholder. But we now employ over 22 people. Um, nice. And it's something that I thought, oh, 22 and 22, imagine that. <laughs> but um, it's something that I was able to do because I had the will to do it, the goal to do it. It wasn't an easy process mm. going to get tax numbers and VAT numbers and bank accounts. I remember the, the, for a couple of months, I, stuck in, I was stuck in this loop where I couldn't open a bank account without my registration number and I couldn't get a re- registration number without a bank account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like this loop where I was stuck in and somehow I wangled away to do it. Point is, two things. One, you've created an amazing space for people to be able to get the advice, help, and structure they need. And we're going to get into what that is now. Mm. But but secondly, you're stimulating an environment where small businesses can start mm. and thrive and change the economy. Yeah, 100%. But before we get to that, what we can talk about is what you what you just explained and South Africa is an easier place to start a start a business and exactly what you say what you said you can start a business at 22 and people might look at it and say yes but people are starting businesses all over the world at 13 and 14 and yes it's cool with technology you can do that now but I think what's special about South Africa is we don't have that much red tape to start a business it's much easier to do it than in first world countries and then I think the very cool thing is I grew up in Harry Smith and the cool thing about Harry Smith is when you start a business, everybody knows about you. So it's not difficult to get clients. But Joburg is kind of similar. It's not that big. You can pretty easily, and if, if you know the right people, you can get into things. It's a whole different game starting something in London where no one will know about you. If you want to compete in advertising space, you're going to pay through the roof. And so it is easier to start a business at 22 with no experience so i think it is cool it is cool sme.africa what i mean you've got this you call it a platform yes you call it a community yes what does it do so our vision and dream is to get small business owners together and we want to create a platform to make them more successful so how do we do that we've launched initiatives and we build technology to get that right. Um, we're connecting them with one another um, so that they can buy from one another, sell services to one another. We're hosting incredible events, and we're helping them with their day-to-day challenges. That's what we do. One of, one of the things that I saw when I came to the talk, which I absolutely fell in love with, and I, I think it's so damn important, on SME.Africa, the platform, you can, uh, if someone hasn't paid if you're battling to get yes. payments in, you literally offer a service. Almost, I don't want to say debt collector. Mm. Debt collector reminds me of some big guy coming to knock at your door. Yeah. But, but you have a debt collection f- 
facility so that people can put their outstanding invoices mm. in there and there's someone on the other side that will help you track and get mm. your invoices paid. Mm. I think it's absolutely magical to be able to get that assistance as a small mm. business because a lot of the time, you know, it's a lonely road starting a company mm. and, and being by yourself as an entrepreneur. And now you're being given this opportunity to have a circle of um, of people that are in the, like-minded people that are yeah. in the same space as you. 100%. Yeah. So one of the features that you refer to is where we help with debt collecting. But what we actually did there, Brain, is we reached out to 600. Well, we reached out to more, but we got uh, 600 businesses feedback back and we we asked them what are your biggest challenges and we took the six biggest challenges and we created solutions for them and one of the challenges was we're not getting our invoices paid and we thought how are we going to do that so we created the process to help you as a small business owner to do that great for remembering it please. no well i remember I, I promise you again my life path is is certainly different now with good things guy we're focusing on on telling good news stories um I've are got, people paying your invoices they pay their invoices <laughs> um, I, i'm in a different space but as a small business starting out uh, what is it now 12 years ago mm. it was a very different space and i think uh, what you offer or what you are offering uh, would have made the world of difference to a 22 year old mm. that was looking for mm. those sorts mm. of things mm. Getting back to, to the video and the elections and, and the question that you asked. So in the video, you state, like, where's these jobs coming from? But you also put a call to action that whoever you vote for on the 9th of May, ask them the questions. Yeah, for sure. I think it's important to do the political parties. But what the video is about is say that regardless of who you vote for, just keep on supporting SMEs after the 9th. And that, that was the main call. That's important, right? Um, I've seen a sign, and it's, it trends on social media as well quite often, with regards to when you support a small business, you're paying for someone's, I don't know, paying for someone's school fees. Yes. You're, you're not paying for someone's third holiday house. Yeah, it's one of the coolest quotes, I think, for small businesses to create support for them because it's exactly that. When you support a big corporate, you're probably funding a lavish lifestyle. You're funding money that's going to sit in a bank and not being spent. You're funding investors abroad but when you're supporting a small business you're really supporting yeah an entrepreneur one of the topics that i know my followers are going to ask and i have to bring it up is the ubuntu baba saga so you were an integral part of that puzzle maybe not from the start because you didn't know ubuntu baba before she popped up no i didn't but when when it all came about you sent me a, a photo in the morning and you were like, listen, you don't want people to know it's you. But you went and parked your car outside of uh, Woolworths, who is the big business. And for those of you that might not know the story, a lovely lady, Shannon, I'm going to get her, I'm going to butcher her surname so badly. McLachlan, yeah. McLachlan, Shannon McLachlan, uh, down in Cape Town, had this business called Ubuntu Baba where she made baby carriers that she, she hadn't painted, painted, but she had designed herself and mm. created and, and all these great things. And, um, and she tried to get into Woolworths as a business owner to produce for them. And somewhere along the line, not sure what happened, but someone had bought the carrier and it got delivered to Woolworths. And then all of a sudden Woolworths was selling something that was pretty similar. And she contacted them it went back and forth. They'd sort of brushed her off, if I remember mm, the conversations. Yeah. They weren't they were big corporate. They were like, mm, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll meet with you in the new year. Don't have a problem with that. And smack bang, I think it was 16 days after she'd sent her first correspondence, she thought, no, this is not right. Mm. Like, I, I might just be one South African. But imagine you're doing this 
to 100 South Africans, and it's not fair. So she wrote a blog which went viral. Woolworths hadn't really responded, and then you put up that photo. Yes, and then because of you and your great following, my photo went viral. So thanks, Brent. No, so that night when I read that blog post, when Shannon posted it, I I spoke to my team and I said, guys, what are we going to do about this? Because we're saying we're standing up for SMEs and we're really walking our talk. So what are we going to do here? So spoke to media people, spoke to lawyer, and then we decided let's go and park the car there and get the message to the physical world. So yes, and then Willis responded, we've been helping Shannon ever since. Uh, we're great friends now. She's an incredible entrepreneur. And yeah, Willis came to the party, which I think was really great from them and for them. Yeah, the, the, so the conclusion there was um, Woolworths apologized and then removed all of the, the baby carriers that they had on their shelves. They gave those baby carriers unbranded to underprivileged um, South Africans so that they, they would have that. And profits that had been made from the original ones that they had sold, they gave back to Shannon. And Shannon is now able to carry on with her small business. And I think perhaps we don't know because... Um, Nothing has been released yet, but hopefully they might choose to carry her baby carriers, which would be a really cool full circle into the story. Yeah, so I'm not sure entirely about all the details, but I know that Shannon uh, didn't want them to actually stock it. Um, it was never a vision to get into into retail like that. Shannon is quite a hard one, so <laughs> she stuck to her guns and said, "No, I don't want you to to stock it." But I also think like people are sometimes they think like stocking a retailer is like it's a great thing. It's actually not. Like you need to have a massive operation to stock someone like Willis, and I don't think that's part of Shannon's plan. Okay, so she she's happy with her business and where it's- I think she's happy. Yeah, and she got major exposure. And no, again, I, I, you're talking I, about it. I watched her Facebook. It went from like 2,000 likes to 20,000 in a matter of 24 hours. And everybody was, was burning the other baby carriers and saying that they'll rather support her and support small business. And I think that the whole situation raised that point that small businesses do really matter. And when you support a small business, you're supporting, you're paying for someone's school fees. It, it really does come down to that. Yeah, 100%. But on that note, I, I on behalf of those small businesses, I also want to say thank you to Brent because even in that story, you played a massive part, and <laughs> and that's what small businesses need. So yeah, well, look, I I really am about, and that that's what good things guy comes down to is good news mm. and good news in South Africa. And in that story, it's very difficult for me sometimes because we need to toe the line and we need to be featuring the good news stories, and in, and we can't veer from that. I can't become a like yeah. a, a big mainstream media site that that publishes harrowing stuff. I can't. But with that story, mm. what what I loved was the David versus Goliath. Yeah. And I think it's so damn important. I'm very against bullying. It's like one of mm. my biggest – when I was a kid, I was bullied. When I got to high school, I, I learned and I maybe I got confident within myself that I no longer had to – take that but from that day when i gained my confidence i realized that i needed to stand up for anybody Mm. else that wasn't Mm. able to Mm. and the david and goliath story gives me goosebumps when you're able to stand up as a little 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 business in cape town that doesn't want to be stocked in in a woolies when you're able to stand up to a big corporate Mm. giant and go no Mm. i love that and Mm. and that's why we we featured the story and Mm. we'll continue to do that from that um, i've had quite a few people contact me where they want me to feature like their story and i just Sometimes it's not good news And I'm not able to do it But I always pass them on to the right people Mm. um, To get that going Small business in South Africa We talk about the fact that we need to be Supporting each other 
the elections are going to come and go and small businesses will continue. What can we do as South Africans? Either right now, if someone owns a small business and, and they, I don't know, want more exposure, mm. want to grow a little bit, what, what are just a couple of points out of your 90 rules for entrepreneurs that you might be able to pass on to the listeners? Yeah, cool. So I think first, firstly is to support small businesses. I think that's important. Um, I came here with a gift that one of my staff members bought you and when I looked at it, Bri- bribery and corruption. Can I just say, <laughs> I, I invite people onto the show. Um, I'm going to get to a point where, like in SARS, where they have to declare <laughs> what's been given to them. I'm doing this for all the great stuff you are doing, not <laughs> that you're going to do. But um, and it was one of the staff members, and she asked me, "Is it cool?" And I said, "Yes, it's cool, but it's a uh, gin from Scotland. It's uh, and it was bought from a retailer, and I think that's the mind." shift that we need to make is to say that when we go and buy gifts let's buy the local craft beer that's being manufactured in South Africa let's buy it from the SME liquor store around the corner and that's the mind shift that we that we're trying to create but as a small business I think there are many opportunities in South Africa I think we need to be positive you haven't seen things in other countries if you complain about South Africa so there, there are a lot of positive things. So I think that's number one is to get our own mind mind right. Uh, number two, I think people are hiding a lot behind screens and social media. I think it's time to get out there and to really sell your product, to hustle, to come to events, to network. Um, I, I think that's something that small businesses are, are very bad at. We, we just think everything is just going to blow up uh, from social media and that's not, that's not the case. We need to go get out and network yeah, and I think just looking after existing clients and, and, and growing more products to them, I think we're neglecting our clients and we're always looking for the new client. Um, I think we can really dig deeper into our current clients. So those are the three things that I would give out of my book for small businesses on your show. And if you want the other 87 things, you'll have to purchase the book. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Um, well, it's been great having you in studio and chatting about all these good things. I hope... Um, I hope that when the elections do pass, that there are jobs that have been created somehow. I'm not mm. sure where they're going to come from. Most probably from the small businesses and the mm. corporates mm. that do so. I'm positive. Are you positive? Post-election. So 100%. Mm. I think South Africa is one of the greatest places in the world. And, and you, you spoke for a second there about perspective mm. when traveling. Mm. I've been lucky enough to travel to many countries around the world. And when you travel, you see... You see a different side. Mm. You see, you see the reality mm. of of the globe, and it's not just South Africa that has hardships mm. with jobs and with mm. crime and mm. with poverty. And we're in a great space to do better. I feel like in South Africa we have an amazing way of creating conversations where a lot of other countries sweep stuff under the carpet. Mm. And we're in a space where, again, entrepreneurship in South Africa is alive and well. And, and we're able to, to build companies and to employ staff and to really look after each other. Where else in the world are you going to read stories of families coming together to buy their housekeeper a house, mm. like a house? Mm. We do great things in this country and, and it always comes down to the people. South Africans um, make me so proud proudly flippant South African always 100% with you positiveness positiveness before we go how do people um, follow you get hold of you buy your book or be part of SME.Africa so SME.Africa is sometimes confusing for people because they say like what's the website the website is SME.Africa so you can find all the information there uh, if you are a small business uh, definitely consider joining us we are a great bunch of people 
going to create magical businesses together. On social media, I'm Manus Broderick, and on social media, we're SME dot spelled out D-O-T, Africa. It's that easy. We're going to put all of those details in the bio section of the podcast. It's been a great Tuesday hanging out with you. Wishing you only good things. I'm Brent Lindeke, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy, and you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate, or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM, or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks, and only good things.